Now, Louisville Bats Baseball. Hi again, everybody, and welcome once again to Louisville Bats Baseball. It is the Bat Chat Podcast, episode number seven. I'm Nick Curran. Thanks so much for being with us once again as we continue along. Uh, reminder, the podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. We certainly invite you to subscribe, stream, download, rate, throw us uh, some stars, whatever you can do, download it on your uh, favorite of those apps, and uh, we would certainly love for you to do that and spread the word about this here Bat Chat podcast. Fun episode in store for you this week. First, we want to remind you that the podcast is presented by Norton Healthcare. With Norton eCare, we're here to help you while you stay in the comfort and safety of your home anytime, day or night. A Norton Healthcare provider is available to discuss non-urgent health concerns for patients two and older, whether it's for a fever, a cough, respiratory symptoms, or a minor illness. Schedule a video visit or submit an e-visit questionnaire from your laptop, tablet, or mobile device. Schedule online at nortonhealthcare.com slash eCare. Big thanks to Norton for uh, bringing this podcast to you each and every week. And uh, we certainly also want to remind you to go to batsbaseball.com. There you can keep in touch with the bats and everything going on around the world of bats baseball. This podcast dropping on the Thursday before Mother's Day. So if you're listening before the weekend right here as this podcast drops, uh, you got to get that last minute shopping done even as we're all still uh, at home and staying healthy at home. So uh, be sure to go to BatsBaseball.com, the team store. Some great Mother's Day deals there. And if mom is a baseball or Bats fan, you can also go with the Flex vouchers. The Flex ticket's good for any game once this season does get going, the 2020 season. Uh, you can use those tickets and uh, get out to a game. Obviously, we don't know what the schedule would look like, but those are certainly something you can use uh, for when we get going. So be sure to go to BatsBaseball.com and pick all of those items up. Also, something new the Bats just announced this week. Uh, The Bats are going to be uh, recognizing hometown heroes. Uh, You can go to BatsBaseball.com and nominate your hometown hero to be recognized on the Bats social media again while we're all staying in our homes. So it'll be great recognition. Folks will be able to see it across all the Bats social media platforms and uh, people will be able to, to comment on it and just uh, honor some of these heroes. It can be, you know, a, a lot of folks on the front lines of this COVID-19 pandemic, healthcare workers, police officers, anybody uh, working in, in that sort of regard, uh, paramedics. It can be folks, you know, working at the supermarket to, to stock shelves and keep us all safe, delivery drivers, military personnel, whoever it may be, we certainly certainly invite you to nominate them to be a hometown hero at BatsBaseball.com. And uh, folks selected will also receive the chance to throw out a first pitch at a future Bats game as well as admission to that game for them, friends, family. So a great program just started by the Bats to honor the heroes in our community. Go to BatsBaseball.com to nominate someone that you know that is deserving of that, and we certainly look forward to uh, having that program up off the ground. All right, we move on to our guest this week. It is one of the Mary E. Barney Bats co-MVPs from a season ago. 
Brian O'Grady shared that award with Aristides Aquino. O'Grady, a spectacular season, hit 28 home runs with the bats, tied with Aquino for the Reds affiliation record with Louisville. He also became the first ever Louisville player in franchise history going back to 1982 to record 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases in the same season. Had a three home run game to match a bats franchise record. Also had an eight RBI game to match the franchise record. Josh Van Meter also had an eight RBI game for the bats last year, but spectacular season. O'Grady earned his first ever big league call up in early August and uh, was a September call-up as well for the Reds, played with them throughout the month of September and uh, had a couple of big league homers to boot, so 30 total for his year last year. A spectacular season, a breakout year, and the offseason traded to the Tampa Bay Rays, so uh, a new start for him and the Tampa Bay organization, but uh, certainly uh, made a big impact a couple of years with Louisville 2018 and 19, and the Mary E. Barney co-MVP uh, of the bats last year and Brian O'Grady our guest on the podcast this week and a lot of great stuff uh, to get into with him his year last year settling into a new organization and uh, maybe even some of the favorite jerseys he's worn from over his years in minor league baseball all that on the table He's a, a very introspect, introspective guy when it comes to hitting and, and getting into to philosophies of being a good hitter, and uh, a lot of that uh, coming your way on this episode of the podcast. So, without further ado, our guest this week, one of the co-Mary E. Barney MVPs from the 2019 Bats, it is Brian O'Grady, now a Tampa Bay Ray, but nonetheless, Brian, how are you? Doing well, Nick. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to great to talk to you, and uh, kind of led this you know, all these off with this question that would normally be a, a pretty much a no brainer in in early May. But uh, but what are you doing? Yeah, uh, I mean it's been crazy, but um, I'm lucky. I'm down here <clears throat> at my uh, fiance's parents in Pensacola Beach, Florida. Um, we're right on the beach, so that's nice. Uh, but my Future father-in-law has a pretty, pretty good weight set up in the garage, so I've been able to do uh, my normal workouts down there, um, and I've been lucky enough to be able to get on the field here at the Blue Wahoo Stadium um, three or four times a week with a couple other guys. So uh, I'm ready whenever we're we're gonna go, but uh, I've been keeping busy doing that, and and I'm very fortunate to to have all these things that that I could still do while this is all going on yeah no doubt I know a lot of people have, have obviously been struggling to, to try to find ways to 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 stay ready and you mentioned getting over to to the ballpark down there what have you been doing to try to stay ready not not exactly knowing when the call is going to come to to kind of get it cranked up man it's it's actually been a lot of fun um, when we first started, you know, it was the very beginning of April and we really didn't know anything, but it was the first time we went out there and it was just nice to be out there and it was beautiful out. So just felt good to, to do some stuff again, but we've been taking ground balls, taking BP on the field. Uh, so really, you know, any work I need to do, I've been running out there, been in spikes, everything. So I've been able to get just about anything I want done over there uh, with a few other guys. So, um, just really lucky to have have that set up and have a few other players and uh, uh, some other people who are willing to help um, all while keeping the, you know, rules that are in effect um, 
you know, abiding by those rules. So it's just worked out really well. That's good. That, that's very good to hear. Uh, let's go back to, to kind of coming off of, of last season. Obviously, late November, you were traded to to the Rays by the Reds. And, and so uh, this, with you, you had the, the off season of joining a new organization and, and uh, you had spent your entire pro career as a, as a Red and in the Cincinnati organization. What was it like just, just joining a, a new, you know, a new uh, major league organization for the first time? Yeah, that was, it was all crazy when it happened. Um, I was actually playing winter ball in the Dominican Republic when it happened. So, um, you know, I got a, I got a call from, um, you know, GM that crawl saying that, uh, they had made a trade and they needed a roster spot. So I was, I was going to get designated and, uh, it was, I can't remember if it was the, the following day or the second day. Um, he called me again and he said, Hey, you know, we got, I got good news and bad news. Um, bad news is you're, you're not a Cincinnati Red anymore. Good news is, uh, we traded you to the, uh, Tampa Bay race. So, when he said that, you know, I was kind of like, um, I was obviously, it was, it was, it was a mix of emotions. You know, it was, it was weird to be leaving, uh, the reds. Like you said, that's all I've known, um, since I got drafted in 2014 and really, uh, have some unbelievable relationships and still do with a lot of people in that organization. Obviously the players are some become some of my best friends, you know? Um, but I was, I was really excited to, to, one, um, be staying on the roster, and two, you know, to be wanted by another by another organization, and on top of that, for that to be the Rays with the re- kind of reputation that they have, um, I was I was really just blown away. Um, so I was just super excited then, and uh, you know, I got to talk to Eric Neander, who's our GM. He called me right after, and we had a good conversation. And the thing that um, you know, fired me up the most was how the, he said and the feedback from them was that they thought I was still really raw and had a, a lot to improve on still, which, you know, as a player for me was, was awesome to hear. So um, it was crazy, but definitely exciting. And, you know, it, it's, it's been a lot of fun since then. See, so, so you kind of get as spring training rolled around, I guess, you know the first spring training the spring training back in february and um you hear that and and know that you know they don't think you're a finished product and and that's excellent news you've got a higher ceiling um what what was it like just getting in there and and getting acclimated to to new surroundings and and new teammates and and all that yeah it was it was kind of strange to be honest with you at, at first um it kind of felt like going to a new school or something like that. Uh, you know, I, I was friendly with some of the guys just from playing against, um, you know, every, every year, except for short season, I played against the Rays affiliate somewhere. So a uh, couple guys, I just kind of, you know, knew from playing, but nothing serious. And um, it was, it was weird, man, to, you know, it's a lot of things you don't think of like meeting the new training staff and just, all these people who with the Reds, I had just come to know, like, you know, like the back of my hand, everybody that was around. So it was weird to have to introduce myself to all these different people. And man, trying to remember names of that many <laughs> different people that you just met, like, I felt so bad because I had no idea. You know, it took me probably three weeks to kind of get everybody down. Um, said a lot of dudes or things like that. So I, I didn't get names wrong, but. It was, you know, it, it really is the Rays. Um, 
in general is just it's been such an awesome place um they're very just accepting and open and they just want you to be yourself and uh you know it's it's just a really fun place to be and after probably three or four days i felt really comfortable already with just being there and you know just feeling like i was a part of it again so um the first was definitely definitely weird but pretty quickly uh i got my bearings and and was having fun uh, it seemed comfortable you had a great you were having a great spring um what did you maybe work on obviously coming off a great year last year and you mentioned playing winter ball but w- what were some of your focal points in the off season to be ready for for the big spring you were having with the race yeah so they you know <clears throat> i fig i figured out when i got called up um but more so in september after the se- you know after the minor league season had ended uh when I, when I first got called up to, to the Reds, I was in a, you know, I wasn't hitting very well in Louisville at the time. I kind of went into a slump, wasn't feeling good. Uh, you know, little things were just off. And, and that first time I got called up, I was just kind of competing and just <laughs> hoping that, you know, it would be good enough. But that's the thing in the big leagues, man, is, is you know, these guys, everybody's at their best, you know. So you can't really get away with, with a lot of things. So. September, I started to feel a little more, a little bit more comfortable, but I did notice um, some things I needed to fix. And one of the biggest issues was the top of the strike zone. I wasn't hitting pitches in the top of the zone, and and up there they figured that out very quick, and it became pretty obvious to me pretty quick. Um, so that was a big thing, and that, um, you know, just really slight adjustments that I already knew I, I wanted to do, and it was just basically making what I was doing before more consistent. My, uh, the biggest thing for me is is my direction. Um, you know, I like to say like North South from the home plate to the pitcher's mound. That's, that's where I want my, my swing going is that kind of way as opposed to East West, you know, side to side. That's, I get in trouble when I'm, when I'm doing that, um, and not direct to the ball. So, uh, that was just really the biggest focus right there. Um, and cleaning that up and just, just some different thoughts have helped me with the top of the zone. And I felt really good with it um, in spring training this year and, and, and hit a few balls really well. Um, so I was happy doing that, but I think, um, you know, just getting better and, and understanding myself more and kind of mentally what I needed each day, you know, there's just, just a difference day to day for so many different reasons. Um, so I think, just learning those things and, and talking to Chad Matola's our hitting coach there was great. Um, in spring, we really developed a good relationship and some of the other guys I worked with too. Um, just little things, man. I, I hitting, I love talking, hitting, I'm doing it right now. I could go on forever, <laughs> about hitting, but, uh, I'm just really throughout my life and, and my career, I've, I've picked up little things from so many different people that have helped me in, in one way or another at the plate that, um, you know, going to a new organization maybe helped that a tiny bit too because i was just hearing something maybe a little bit different but things just started to click and i i always i've, I've said this the past two years uh playing winter ball i i really think helps too regardless of the results i mean if you can't you know it's great competition and you're playing more baseball and getting more reps so um i always think that helps me too 
you, you've talked about that with me before playing winter ball and how much you, you had talked about playing in Mexico and, and kind of that experience. And you mentioned going to the Dominican this past off season. Um, what do you enjoy about it? And, and how do you stay, I guess, um, maybe fresh, um, you know, uh, an additional workload in the winter and then not a lot of time when that ends jumping into spring training. So uh, what do you like about it and how do you, how do you kind of work that in with, in the overall scheme of things? Yeah, man, it's the Dominican is, is it, just the passion they have for the games down there is incredible. Um, you know, there's only six teams in the league and there's, uh, it's a very short season, so every game is, is just super intense and it, and it really counts. And, um, you know, there's just not another place you can replicate that pressure besides the big leagues um, to perform down there. So I love love that aspect for sure. But it's – man, it's a tough league to hit in. It really is because the pitchers are all really good and they all throw hard. And the balls are not what we're used to over here, and they don't go very far. <laughs> all the park, the you know, it's tough to hit home runs there. So you you got to hit, and the umpires are not the best, I'll say, or you know. So it, it, there's just a lot of factors working against you playing. So you just you just have to hit. But um, on top of that, you know, being in a different country and and out of your comfort zone and just things like that. If you're struggling, there's, you know, you don't really have any normalcy to, to go back to. So I just think it's made me, you know, better just from an experience um, standpoint, as well as from a mentally tough standpoint, um, just going through it all. And man, it, it is a lot of fun. I, I was fortunate enough to play for Aguilas this year, which basically like the Red Sox down there. And we say is about, I was like the Yankees. So when we play, it's, it's crazy. And I, I played pretty well in those games, so uh, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I mean, the, the toughest part this year was I, I, I did start to break down. My body, um, my back started to bother me near the end, and that was right after I got traded um, to the race. So they kind of shut me down at the very end, right about when I was supposed to stop anyway. Um, but I, I played a lot of baseball last year, man, between, um, you know, winter ball the year before and spring training all the games in Louisville to Cincinnati and then the X, you know, an extra month of baseball for me in Cincinnati. And then I, I took a month off and was back down there playing again. So it was definitely uh, tougher this year on my body. Um, and down there is, it's like, uh, you know, driving to Toledo and then you play a game and then you get back on the bus and, and go home. So that's not the greatest on your body either. Um, so this year, uh, down there, it, it was rough for all my body, but when I came back and was ready for spring training, everything was fine. I, I felt great, but at the time, it was it was a little bit tougher. Yeah, a lot of a lot of balls. You said, let's go back to last year. Big year for you. Um, great season in Louisville, getting to the big leagues for the first time. Guess want to go back to that early August last year. Um, you got the call for the first time. What, what was that like to, to get that call and then know you were going to be a big leaguer for the first time? It was insane, man. It, it really was. I was, um, I was sitting on my couch at my parents' house when it happened in Philly. Cause it was an, uh, off, was it, it was a, it was a Louisville off day, right? Yep. So we played, we played a Sunday day game, um, in Louisville 
and we were off on Monday and we were playing in Lehigh Valley Tuesday, which is about 40 minutes from my parents' house. So instead of bussing up Monday night, I think they did overnight. Yes, we did. I like, yeah, I was like, I'm just going to fly home right after the game, Louisville, spend the day at, at home, hadn't seen my parents, you know, in however many months, uh, spend the day there and hang out and then just drive up the next day for the game. Um, so I, I did that, you know, I got, my dad picked me up from the airport, slept in everything. Uh, I got my, this is, this sounds really stereotypical Philly, but I, I got my favorite chicken cheesesteak spot right around the corner from my house that I've been getting, you know, forever. Um, my buddy was working there. He actually gave it to me for free. He's like, now it's on the house. So that was, I should have known that. And that was a sign. But, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a good day. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I literally, I took about two bites of it. And I didn't have Jody, our manager's number, in my phone for, for some reason, but I get a call from a Georgia number. Now, I know Jody's from Georgia, so I'm, so I'm looking at it like this is either spam or something's happening. And I answered it, and sure enough, you know, I hear Jody's southern accent, Brian O'Grady. I'm like, Jody, what's up, man? And he's like, are you home? And I said, yeah. And he said, in Philly? And I said, yeah. And he, he's like, oh, no said something different than that but oh no <laughs> and uh i was like what what's up and he's like well you're active for the cincinnati reds tonight in cincinnati and immediately you know i'm like in my head oh oh crap because <laughs> you know if this happened this was right before you guys left louisville this was i think it was like 222 in the afternoon so if this happened and i was in louisville no big deal shoot up you know up the highway to, to Cincinnati and I'm there plenty of time, but from Philadelphia to Cincinnati, it's not so easy. So Jody, you know, it started to try to say like these nice things to me and how proud he was and all this stuff. Cause I had him in Pensacola the year before too. So we had a good relationship and I'm like, Jody, man, like, thank you. I really appreciate it, but I need to figure out how I'm getting to Cincinnati. And, uh, he was like, yeah, to, you know, text, text over. He, he'll, he'll let you know. And, and, and uh, you know, I told my parents um, and we were they they took off because they thought we were, you know, we were going to go watch me play in uh, Lehigh Valley. So they're both home and, you know, we were just going nuts and ended up Gober just just said, uh, you know, start driving to the airport and I'll, and I'll let you know when I figure it out. Left Philly just before six and I was late to the game. So it was late to my my first game in the big leagues. I got some crap for that, but. Uh, when I landed, Luis Castillo was pitching and we scored five runs in the first. So I figured we were in a pretty good, pretty good spot there. So they didn't need me that night, but, um, it was just, it, it was nuts, man. It was, I, I got drafted in that literally the same exact spot that I got to call that, um, you know, I was going to the big leagues too. So it was just a special moment with me and my parents. It was, uh, something I'll definitely never forget. You got to spend as much time as possible in that cheesesteak spot. It sounds like. Oh my god! I go every Friday at least for about last, geez, fifteen years. <laughs> I get it. So I, I spend plenty of time in there. Perfect. Uh, it, yep. It's 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 worked out. Um, you you got you got you made your debut a few days later against the Cubs. You got your first hit against the Cubs a couple days after that. Uh, won't ask you about the first hit. That was a single. What about do you? What do you remember about your first home run? It came in September as part of the uh, once you were up for for September. What do you remember about that first big league homer? 
Yeah, so I, that's when I I started to kind of feel better swinging the bat. Um, I think the night before, I, I don't know. I just I think I, we might have played the Phillies before that, and I had a good game, or I I just was starting to feel like you know I was getting it down, and uh, we were in the cage earlier that like during the game because um, I wasn't starting. I I pinched hit, and uh, it was me and. Um, Donnie Ecker, assistant hitting coach, and Cody Atkinson, who was one of our, uh, you know, minor league coaches too. And it was me, those two, and Josh Van Meter, and we were working on the slider machine, and it was just disgusting. And me, it was just eating up me and Josh. And we kind of, you know, Donnie and, and Cody said some things to me and kind of figured it out and was feeling good. And it was back foot slider, so they were down and in. And Next thing I know, uh, Freddie, Freddie B comes up, our bench coach, and he's like, "Get ready, you're you're gonna pinch hit if if uh, this happens." And you know, I get out there, and Tucker Tucker puts together a, a great at bat. We were down one nothing, and um, puts together a great at bat, like a 12 or 13 pitch at bat, walks. So I pinch hit. First pitch, uh, fastball. The guy's throwing. I think it was like 96, 97, and it was down and in, and I I saw it well ball one and he threw the next pitch and it was about the same thing um wasn't even a strike and man i don't know it was just reaction i hit it and i hit it really well so as soon as as soon as i hit it you know i knew it was it was definitely going out and i kind of could hear everybody too and um you know i just started jogging it was it, it was a surreal moment rounding the bases and especially at the time you know put us up two one um I think in the seventh, so it was a pretty big homer at the time. We ended up losing, but uh, it was a pretty big homer at the time, and it was just, um, man, it, it was really, it really was just surreal, and it felt good though too because you know Aquino had been hitting all these homers, and everyone was, was asking <laughs> me when I was going to hit a home run since I hit so many with him in in Louisville, and I said it was coming. So I finally, people got off my back a little bit after that one. So it was. Uh, Man, it was just awesome, and, and I got the ball and everything, so that was cool. Yeah, uh, you guys now share the Reds affiliation record in Louisville with 28 homers. That first big league homer came in Seattle. It came off Austin Adams. You you hit a three-run homer uh, in the eight RBI game you had last year. He was pitching with Toledo, and you hit one of the three-run homers you hit in that game. Uh, yeah, really? Him. Yeah, yeah. It was kind I didn't of, know that. It was, That's funny. Yeah, an interesting uh, parallel from, from then to – to when you were in the big leagues. Um, Seriously. Yeah, it's, it's funny how that stuff works out. Um, you had a great year last year. The power, the 28 homers with Louisville, as mentioned, and a couple more in the big leagues. You ended up with 30 total. Um, and and the, a three-homer game in Buffalo, an eight-RBI game at home against Toledo, which was, was pretty cool. Are there any moments from your time in Louisville, maybe last year, maybe the year before, anything that, that kind of uh, stands out to you that uh, that were any sort of uh, special memories that, that jumped to mind? Probably those two games. Um, you know, the, the three homers was, was crazy, um, especially – you know, for me, the way I hit them, the first one was the center and the second one was the left center and the third one was dead to left field. Um, I just thought that was really cool. And, you know, is um, I popped out my first at bat in that game and, and Christian Cologne said something to me, you know, right after uh, that at bat. And 
you know, then I hit the three home runs in a row. So it was, it was just kind of, that was kind of cool. And yeah, I'd never done that before. Um, and then the eight RBI game was, was a lot of fun too. Um, we, uh, I hit the, the last, I hit, I think I hit a two run homer or maybe a three run homer two, in like the seven. Yeah, what was it? Two, three run homers. Okay. Yeah. So the last, the, the second home run, I, they had like just made a comeback or we were beating them and they just came back or, or something. I can't remember. And I hit that home run and it kind of like put the game away again. Um, and I remember that. So, you know, there was a lot of great memories there. I, I still have a lot of really good friends from that team, and, and we did have a lot of fun um, playing, especially hitters. Uh, I thought we hit the ball really well, um, and we, we kind of – I just learned a lot from those guys. So there's so many different things that, that went on that you wouldn't even think about. But if I had to pick uh, that one, and you know what? When uh, In Indianapolis, when they, they threw at my head and hit, and then <laughs> I, I hit a home run the next pitch, that was that's probably up there too. That one was a fun one for me to uh, to kind of keep track of as well. I, I enjoyed you know that quite a bit. You know what's funny, man, is I'm – so their third base coach, uh, I can't remember his name. John Schwind. Yeah, Schwind. So he's – we have mutual friends, and we did a Zoom – I did this Zoom call with my buddy. They run a facility, a baseball facility, and teams up in north New Jersey, and he went to college with Schwind. So I didn't know it, but Schwinn was on this call too. And we were talking to the kids and their parents and Schwinn told that story <laughs> and he thought it was like the coolest thing ever. So it was, it was just funny to hear him talk about it too. And uh, through to Josh Bell in the home run derby, he kind of got some notoriety yeah. for that last year. Yep. Uh, th- that's pretty awesome. Uh, a couple more for you. You've been really gracious with your time, but uh, you last year, we mentioned co-MVP of the Louisville team with uh, Aristides Aquino. You referenced him, and, and you guys uh, have developed quite a friendship over the years, it seems like. I've seen you go back and forth on Twitter, and obviously uh, with the the Bats team last year, uh, and you guys both had, had monster years last year. How much fun um, was it to be able to, to kind of have that sort of year with with a guy that you've kind of had a great relationship with and then you Aquino had been to the big leagues for like one at bat before but you guys really both uh, got into the big leagues for real for the first time last year and, and kind of had a chance to to go through all that uh, together in a way man it was awesome he is he is an unbelievable person uh he's like the happiest guy you could ever meet he's always just laughing and smiling um and we've played, I've played with him every single year since I got drafted. So we've just always gotten to be closer and closer as, as the years went on. We right away in Billings, I think I, I was hitting third and he was hitting fourth. So we, that's the Bash Brothers thing started then, um, you know, with that. And it just kept going every year. We ended up, we ended up together and, um, man, he, he's, he's a specimen. He's just a freak. He really is. He's got, some talents and things going for him that not a lot of dudes do. And uh, he can be a special player and it's fun because he, he's just a goofball. He's like a giant kid and uh, he's a good balance. He balances me out well because I'm the more intense kind of person and he's the more happy go lucky joke around kind of guy. So it it works out really well. Um, But as soon as, you know, I, I got up there too and, 
I look and my locker's right next to his. So it's just, it's like, it was just never ending. We just always are next to each other, always with each other. And I've had so much fun. I, I miss him. I really do. I told him that I miss playing with him. Um, he, he's definitely taken away some stolen bases from me in my career <laughs> because most of the time I'd be on first and he's hitting and, and they tell me not to go anywhere. Um, but other than that, man, I, I really don't have a single complaint about that guy. He's uh, he's just a fun person to be around. And you mentioned the stolen bases. You were the first ever in Louisville franchise history to have a 20 home run, 20 stolen base season uh, last year. Uh, so that you played a lot of center field and you were voted by baseball America in their best tools section, the, the best defensive first baseman in the, in the IL last year. How much pride do you take in that sort of versatility to be, uh, people respected your play at first base. You could also go play in the outfield and you steal bases too. all of that. Yeah, I, man, I love it. I, you know, it's funny because if you would have said that to me, you know, my sophomore, junior year in college, I would have said you're nuts. But, you know, it's just the way it turned out. And um, I got lucky that I kind of had to play first base my last year in college because we didn't have another option. So that helped me huge and, you know, helped me get drafted. So anything that would get me on the field by that point is, is you know, what I did. And I've also gotten lucky that the game has just kind of – moved towards that kind of player too if you're not um you know mike trout or these guys who are just the top of the top of the top you got to be able to move around and have some versatility um at least defensively so it's huge for me now um i i think i like to think that i do everything pretty well um and that's what makes me valuable and you know it's, it's starting to open some more doors for me too I, i've gotten to play uh, some more third base this spring training. And actually I feel comfortable there. Now I, I got thrown there a couple times in Louisville and it, it was not very good. Um, but doing it this spring training, I, you know, I felt really good. And now that's becoming another option for me too, which is huge. Um, but you know, I, I just, I think it's fun to do, to do all these, all these different things. I want to be able to, you know, to run and, uh, to, to play first or just kind of be an athlete and be wherever. But, um, I've, I've gotten bigger, the older I've gotten and the farther into my career I've gotten. And, uh, a lot of people don't realize that I was once this, you know, leadoff hitter center field speedster. Um, so some of that is still, still in there just a little bit. And I got I got a flasher from time to time. So it's fun for me. Uh, that is awesome. The, the kind of, growth and evolution uh, a couple of rapid fire ones for you before we get you out of here uh on twitter yesterday i saw you you went back and forth with with trent rosecrans a little bit um i guess it was a couple days ago star wars day may the 4th and you said what you wouldn't give to be wearing you know uh a, a jersey in the minor leagues like a star wars jersey that doesn't match anything else uh, <laughs> i won't ask you you your least favorite or worst one do you have a favorite jersey that comes to mind from playing in the minor leagues the special jerseys oh, that uh man. that you may really have enjoyed i'm trying to think there's been so many i well uh, just last year i know, you know you would have run across a yeah. whole bunch you know i really did like i said it to him on there too the stormtrooper one yeah that we wore in louisville last year i actually really did like that one um and then you know i <laughs> 
they were pretty awful because they didn't match anything. But the mint julep ones for the derby last year in Louisville were actually, if we just had a different, you know, if we could have put on some like pink socks or something, I think we would have looked really good. But the red didn't mix as well, but I actually like those jerseys too and those hats. And also, I, I we wore them a ton, but the Louisville Masters jerseys, the red and the baby blue, sure. I absolutely love those ones. I would wear those all the time. So probably those. Those were pretty legit. Um, can't beat them. When you were growing up, did you play anything else other than baseball, or was it just baseball? No, I played everything, man. I played everything. Um, soccer when I was really young, and then I played football, basketball, and baseball up until high school. Then I cut out football and, and played basketball and baseball throughout high school. And, um, yeah, I almost played basketball in, in college as well. Very nice. How did you end up at Rutgers? They, um, you know, they, they, they recruited me very late. Um, and it just, I, I got, I got an email from a guy named Darren Fenster. who's one of the coordinators with the Boston Red Sox now. And, um, you know, he, it was like three pages long and he basically watched me from the time I stepped on the field for infield outfield till the end of the game. And I was like, wow, this guy really likes me. And, uh, didn't realize how close Rutgers was to where I grew up, went and visited and, and just loved it. And the proximity and, and everything. So uh, it was an easy choice when it, when it came down to it. Did you almost play basketball there? Or was that going to be somewhere else? No, that was there. Yeah. At the time, um, my head coach, uh, Fred Hill, his son, Fred Hill jr. Was actually the basketball coach there too. So they want, they were trying to get me to do both. Um, but I space, you know, I love basketball. I still to this day, love basketball, but uh, I figured I'd, I'd probably have a better chance moving forward to do something with baseball than I did basketball. We'll say that. Uh, another guy who came from Rutgers who was with the Reds for a long time was Todd Frazier. Do you, have you yep. talked to him? Do you, do you have any sort of relationship with him? Oh yeah. I've known Tuna, the big Tuna, <laughs> Todd Frazier. I've known him for, I, I met him a few times when I was back in college when he would come back. But then when I got drafted by the Reds, you know, right away he reached out. Um, and as soon as I, got to camp and, and he was there he basically took me under his wing it was awesome to me from that whole time so we've, we've had a really good relationship since then um still keep in touch with him now um see him you know we'll talk <clears throat> text or twitter or whatever it is uh, a little bit and i usually run into him at least once or twice with you know something back in the off season uh like Rutgers, like the alumni game uh he's still there and you know he that guy, he's such a good guy. He's he hasn't changed one bit since since college. He's the same guy. Last year, um, or two years ago, when I saw him, uh, and this was that first year I was in Louisville. At the end, he was like, "Man, I was following you. I saw how well you played." Like, you know, just right right before anything. So he's just a he's just a really good dude. A uh, fan favorite in Louisville as well, uh, Todd Frazier. Um, can't get you out of here without giving you a chance to plug Richie Bats. <laughs> yeah so richie bats uh is a back company that now i am co-owner of um uh, made out of here in pensacola uh we got certified this just before spring training this year so that's what i was swinging this whole spring training when i hit really well that's probably the biggest reason why i hit better but uh if you get a chance to check them out richiebats.com we do awesome um customizations in different colors uh kids we are the number depending on where you look number one or two on the youth market in wood bats, which is awesome. So 
um, check them out. They're great wood, um, and I love using them, and you'll love uh, all the different things we can do. The website again was? RichieBats.com. There you go. If you're looking for some for some bats for your kids, if you are playing in the youth or, or who knows who will be listening to this, check out RichieBats.com. One more for you. Anything? I know you've still been able to get some work in down there in Florida, but but is there any sort of uh, other ways you've been passing the time as we've all been sort of more confined to the house, like uh, TV, Netflix, video games, anything that, that you've been, been doing to, to help pass that time when not staying ready for the season? Yeah, definitely. I play. I'm a, a video game guy, so I play with a couple of my buddies from back home. Uh, you know, Warzone, Call of Duty. Basically, every night we we meet up to play. Uh, but I'm also, you know, this is. Um, <clears throat> I just got engaged right before spring training, so I, I'm getting to spend some time with my fiance, which has been nice. Um, and we also have two cats, so I've been hanging out with them. I'm now a crazy cat person, but it's fun. I love them so. I just been hanging out there and working on my tan a little bit by the beach, but that's about it. Congratulations on uh, on the engagement. That is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, well, you guys are already getting to spend a lot of time together uh, very very quickly, and and uh, glad that that is going well. Hoping that <laughs> all this ends soon, though, and and hoping to see you. Um, in that Rays uniform sooner rather than later and uh, hoping that is coming. Really appreciate the time today. It's, it was, uh, well, it's been awesome to watch you the last couple of years and, and uh, looking forward to watching you from afar. Uh, well, once things get going this year. Thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me, man. It's, it's been fun and I really enjoyed my time in Louisville and uh, always enjoy talking to you. You usually give me some hits too, if I remember correctly. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what we do. We give out hits. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Anytime. Really appreciate Brian O'Grady for joining us. And uh, yeah, uh, some say that I or we, as it were, as broadcasters, hand out hits. Appreciate uh, Brian for saying that. Uh, there are others that also say uh, we don't, that we are the exact opposite, that we are jinxes, and of folks who do not want to talk to us pregame for fear that uh, whatever they're going uh, in or whatever they have going well at that time could come to an end by talking to us. It's just uh, a lot of superstitions out there in baseball. And uh, glad Brian thinks we brought him a couple uh, of, of knocks along the way but a great conversation with him really appreciate him joining us one of the MVPs of last year's Louisville Bats team and a guy that is uh, set to celebrate a birthday in 10 days as we uh, record this he'll be turning 28 on May 17th but uh, big thanks to to Brian for spending some time with it as he is staying ready and gearing up for uh, what could be some sort of a, a major league baseball season coming very, very soon if you uh, continue to listen to those reports. So hopefully that happens and uh, really enjoyed talking to him about a lot of different things, really good stuff. Brian O'Grady, one of the uh, the Bash Brothers with Aristides Aquino, Louisville's version of the Bash Brothers, was, uh, we, we certainly documented last year. A reminder, this podcast brought to you by Norton Healthcare. With Norton eCare, we're here to help you while you stay in the comfort and safety of your home anytime, day or night. 
A Norton Healthcare provider is available to discuss non-urgent health concerns for patients two and older, whether it's for a fever, a cough, respiratory symptoms, or a minor illness. Schedule a video visit or submit an e-visit questionnaire from your laptop, tablet, or mobile device. Schedule online at nortonhealthcare.com slash eCare. Fun episode this week, episode seven of the Bat Chat podcast in the books. Reminder, go to batsbaseball.com. Mother's Day coming up this weekend as we drop the podcast. Be sure to pick up something for mom there, or if it's not from there, pick up something for mom in general. Find a way to uh, to be in touch with mom this Sunday. Be sure you call and, uh, and certainly check in during this difficult time. And uh, nominate a hometown hero if you get a chance. There's plenty of them out there. Bats looking forward to honoring the heroes in our community. You can do all that at BatsBaseball.com. That will do it for us. Again, one more big thanks to Brian O'Grady for joining us on this week's episode. I'm Nick Curran, and we'll talk to you next week on the Bat Chat Podcast.